0: Welcome to another edition of the Carbaline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. I'm a senior tech service engineer. With me, as always, is the international acclaimed superstar, the director of tech service, Paula Jamis. How's it going, Paul? I heard you got to like go out into the wild and uh, meet some people who have actually listened to this thing in the last week or so. I did, Jack. It, it's great to be back, but
1: despite our, our claim of having four listeners, we really do have listeners. I met them. No way. Yeah, we had a great time in New Orleans. I got to talk with a lot of the guys at SSPC, and they really appreciate what we're doing, and they understand it, and they get it. They enjoy it. They had nothing but praise for what we're doing with them.
0: So today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to um, go down to the lab while we spray a product, and this uh, product is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, We want to remind you guys to go back and listen to episode 2 slash 9. And we're going to go down and we're going to spray the 755 FR. That's the Sanital 755 FR. And we kind of want to, we're just going to go down there and talk through our spray application because that's one of the great features of this product. Yeah, we're going to get some product out, and we're going to talk to the
1: chemist. I'm sure you all remember Dr. Absolutely, I mean, Dr. Chris Finoli. Well, it's great to be back, and let's go down and do it. Don't forget, when you want to reach out, talk to us, tell us what's going on, tell us what you think, give us some input, feedback, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, at carbaline.com. We'll get those emails. We can read them, review them, go over them with you. We'll respond. You can hit us on Twitter, at Carbaline Tech. Jack is at Jack underscore carbo ts and I'm at Paul underscore carbo
0: ts reach out to us so now let's go ahead and go down to the lab and uh spray some of this 755 FR. Alright so we're down here in the applications lab the R and D and I facility. We're gonna go ahead and mix up this eight gallon kit here of the 755 FR. I'm gonna go ahead and open up the part A I got this part A open, and it looks clear. And, you know, for this being 100% solids epoxy and being fiber reinforced, the first thing I notice is the viscosity is actually quite low.
1: Yeah, I see you got a stir stick in there, Jack. It looks like it's
0: flowing off of it real nice. Got a nice, nice, easy mix to it. What we gonna want to do before we mix this kit is we're going to want to pre-mix each side individually. So let me go ahead and get this part B bucket open here while I... You guys go ahead and talk about some of the features here. All right. So, Chris,
1: when you were starting on this project, what were some of the targets that you had? What were the goals that you were looking at when you started this formula?
2: The scope of the project was to design a fiber-reinforced epoxy for USDA food facilities. Uh, So these products have to be cleaned periodically, so it has to have some good thermal shock resistance. It has to be fiber-reinforced for strength. It has to be ultra-low VOC because it is going into USDA facilities. That's its primary use. And it wanted to have some fungal-resistant qualities. Now, it's not antimicrobial, but we have passed some fungal tests that show it is resistant to growth.
1: Excellent. And I do notice we've got the two buckets open here. we got them mixing up. And, yeah, we are in an application area, and we do have ventilation. But I don't smell any off odors or anything. It's got a real a real good set of properties for an application area.
2: Yeah, we're at an ultra-low VOC level, so we're under 14 grams per liter in our VOCs.
0: That's excellent. Alright, so now I'm ready to mix the two together. Go ahead and do that.
1: So Chris, as you were developing this project, this product, what kind of difficulties did you run into? Did you have any particular things you had to work with, with, you know, any any difficult parts with finding the right solvents, or working with the right size fibers, or anything like that you had to do while you were developing?
2: Yeah, the, actually there was a few challenges, Paul. The real challenges challenge was the fibers. That was the real challenging part. Uh, our competitors use fibers that cause a lot of problems in their application. So they'll get packing in the hose, they'll get packing in the gun, you actually have to have a special gun to spray the competitive product, and also pack out the whole application, the whole pump, everything. So choosing the right fiber was a big part of the process of getting a good formulation.
1: I did notice that was one thing, as we got down here, we started working in this with this product as it was developing, and we're able to spray it out of standard airless equipment. We didn't have to go out and get into like grout-type pumps or any specialized equipment to do. We're doing this out of our standard equipment, about the only thing we had to do. Jack, did you manage to get all the filters pulled
0: out of this equipment before you started? I did, and now that we're you know, fully mixed, so let's go ahead and add it to the pump. All right. We got a 68-to-1 pump here. You can use a 45-to-1. We just chose to use a 68-to-1. We're going to go ahead and suction feed it with a feeder hose. We've got a 3-inch hose, and uh, we're going to plan on using a 525 tip. So I'm going to go ahead and load this into the pump now while we're doing this.
1: think we're going to start off with this one we're going to turn the pressure to about 3000 psi and start getting a feel getting everything warmed up but we're spraying with we're at ambient temperatures we got about 76 degrees here in the lab right now got a material temperature of 73 degrees so everything's at a pretty good application set of properties and it looks great so
0: far the pump's priming well and i think jack's just about ready to start pulling the trigger yeah so first we're going to just take a sheet of cardboard and spray it and make sure and check out and evaluate our fan pattern as we start to spray this product. Man, that fan pattern looks really good. This 525 tip gives me a great 10-inch fan here, uh, perfectly spraying this material. And that's beautiful. I don't see any fingers in
1: that. There's no tailings on it. That's a great fan pattern.
0: Well, I think we're ready to spray some steel. Uh, What uh, millage should we shoot for, Chris? You can spray anywhere from
2: 20 up to about 80 mils, Jack, depending upon what you want. If you want a more textured look, which some people like, you can put down about 20 mils. Now, if you want to go for a slicker finish uh, that a lot of the companies do want, because you don't want to have holes where you can get microbial and fungal growth and things like that, you can lay on the heavier 50, 60 mils in one coat, about four or five passes, typically what we see is about 20 mils. So if you want to lay on 20 mils, four or five passes is great. If you want to lay down 60, 80, you might want to go 12, 15 passes. And you'll notice as we build this, it'll go from a very textured to a very soft, sleek finish. And it's really all in what you want, and the product is how much you put on, the kind, of, the kind of finish.
0: Let's go ahead and shoot for that 20 to 25 mils first and take a look at what this textured finish looks like
2: sounds great let's do it
1: alright let's see it
0: Jack I can't overemphasize enough how much I really like the fan pattern on this heavily filled 100% solids product at low PSI.
1: Yeah. It looks great. You'd have never thought 3000 PSI was all we needed on this one.
0: Here, let me grab my wet film gauge and check what the thickness is we got here for about four passes. All right. It looks like we're at about 22 mils. It's got a nice texture to it. You can kind of see it's a little orange peel. If you wanted to match up to like a cinder block wall, it gives you a real nice finish. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Why
1: don't you take the bottom of that panel, Jack, and we're gonna put on, why don't you see if you can get up to 50 or 60 mil, see what it looks like at that higher range. Sure.
0: done a couple more passes let's go ahead and take a butt film measurement here okay it looks like we're at about 53 mils here nice shooting jack yeah got a nice uh it's not my first rodeo <laughs> i've been around a couple times let's take a look at this here it's got a nice smooth finish now really buried those fibers
1: in there it's a nice contrast you got there. We can see the, the textured finish of the top part here where we were at the, what was that, 22, 23 mils? And now we're at 52 mils on the lower part, and that resin's really come up to the top a little bit and, and started to smooth that appearance out a lot.
2: So what do you think now, uh, Jack, about taking it to the limit? You to know, see if we can push up around 80 mils and see if we can push it to to its point of where it will hold, hold without sagging?
0: Sure. Let me uh, just go ahead and get a... Uh, new panel here real quick let me get rid of this one all right I'm gonna start spraying it now and build it up
1: Yeah, we can see already, he's only at, you know, looks like about three, four passes, 20 mils. Looks like it's all knit together already. It's got a nice, nice knit together factor at those low mils. It's really gonna be nice when somebody just needs to put a a light layer on something to seal up some, a cinder, you know, a concrete wall or a cinder block wall that, that was already in good shape.
0: Right, I'm gonna grab my wet-filled gauge here again, check it. Looks like I'm about 78 mils. Looks like it's holding nice, got a nice sleek finish. let's take this to the ultimate test here. Uh, Paul, explain what I'm doing. Okay, so Jack's, right now, he's getting
1: a, a stir stick. He's got a five gallon stir stick in his hand, puts a flat side of it up against the, uh, the flat edge, up against the board, and drags it across. And what he's doing is, he's able to remove the coating from the steel panel, And it leaves a nice clean edge across the top and it gives it about it's about an inch and a half wide. And we're able to actually evaluate to see how much does that top edge stay or does it start to fall down and and sag on us. And it's a quick easy way when we're doing these evaluations to say, does it have good sag resistance? What's its where's its limits at? It's not the exact same one they do in the lab, but it's a great one that we do during application. Jack's got it striked off there. It looks like it was at 78 mils when we started, and boy, so far we're only a few seconds into it, but it's holding great.
0: Yeah, so what we do is we evaluate that top line and just make sure that there's not any movement to it. It no longer has support from the coating underneath it, and we're going to evaluate this throughout the cure, so we'll have to come back down a little bit later and kind of check to make sure it's still holding, but typically if it's going to fall, you see it in the first couple minutes or so, and it looks like it's going to hold at this higher film thickness.
1: Yeah, and one of the things to keep in mind, this product's got a great pot life. You know, we got an hour and a half pot life on it, but an hour and a half pot life also means we have a little slower dry time, which frequently is an inhibitor to having good sag resistance at these high dry film thicknesses. Because, you know, under the conditions that we're at right now, we're not dry to touch. It's gonna be about four hours until it's dry. So it's at risk of, of having some sag during that whole four hours especially if the surface skins over and it's still real wet underneath it. So we're gonna set this panel aside. We'll come back and look at it in a few hours and make sure it's still there, but it's holding great and Jack's moving it. He just set it down over on the side over there. And uh, it looks, nothing's moved, nothing's sagging yet. So guys, is there anything
0: else we wanna take a look at while we're doing this?
2: Well, one thing I wanted to bring up and kinda go back to something we talked about earlier is the different textures we can get. And Paul, when you went to the SSPC meeting, Mm -hmm. didn't you bring some
1: panels with the different textures and show people? We sure did. We had a couple of concrete panels there that had some lower film thicknesses and some higher film thicknesses. And it really was a great conversation. If anybody listening got to come by the booth while we were in New Orleans, they were those concrete panels that were up at the main entrance when you first walked in. I got to say, we had a really prime location at SSPC this year. And we were right there at the main front doors when you walked in. 755 FR was highlighted right there at that front table when you walked in. And there was a lower film thickness Mm -hmm. which gave a real nice appearance to see what do those fibers look like when they're just barely embedded into the into the resin. Mm -hmm. And then there was another panel that was up in that 60-ish mil, 50-60 mil range and it was was a nice smooth slicked out surface.
2: And so were the responses good on what people saw and what What the cutting looked like? Did they like the different textures
1: you could build? It sure was. We were able to talk a lot about it. There was a lot of great interest in it. People were really optimistic about different things they'd be able to do with it moving forward. Being in food processing areas, you know, that we had some people asking us about being in shower spaces and, you know, the bathrooms in these facilities. And just an overall, there's a lot of concrete in these facilities. And it's got a lot of great application possibilities. Yeah.
2: Well, from a chemist standpoint, that is really great news to hear that a lot of people are going to like this product and it looks like it's going to be very beneficial in a lot of different areas.
1: It sure is. I'm glad we
0: were able to finally get this one out the door. One thing that I always notice personally about it is how hard the surface of this coating is. Um, I always start to dig at it and it's almost like I'm a little kid because once I start to dig at it, I notice how hard it is and I want to dig harder and I really can't dig into the surface. It's got a really nice finish. It's also really hard, so that's great in these food and beverage facilities where you have steel carts that might be bumping up and down the hallways, hospitals where you might have carts bumping up and down the hallways. This is really gonna protect your surfaces and absorb those kinds of impacts. Tell you what, why don't we go upstairs and then we can come back down here in a little bit and reevaluate this sag line. All right, sounds great. All right, now it's a few hours later and we're back down here and we're taking a look at the panel. Man, that line's holding good.
1: It sure is. It doesn't. It didn't move at
0: all. Right there at seventy-eight mils. You really did a good job on this one, Doctor. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Jack, I see as you're picking that up. I don't see any fingerprints left behind or anything. Is that has that been dry to touch? Are you having any uh, handling
0: problems with that panel? No, it's totally dry to the touch at this point. All right, excellent. Great.
2: Yeah, usually within you know I would say four to six hours. You're dry to touch. And
0: then over the next 12 to 14 hours, you get your full hardness out of the material. Great. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. We tried to do something a little bit different for you guys. We hope you appreciated it. And uh, go ahead and let us know. Shoot us an email. Paul, where should they shoot us an email?
1: You can get us at technicalservice@carboline.com. at You can hit us on Twitter, at Carboline Tech. You can hit Jack, Jack at Carbo and I'm at Paul Carbo
0: all right, so we'll be back at it next week. We hope to do some more of these behind-the-scenes kind of things. That's kind of some of the feedback that we've gotten that people want to see more of what we do around here when we're developing products. So let us know, and hopefully we can bring you some more of that in the future. Thanks, and have a good one. Who put the line in Car-believe. Who put the
2: line in Car-believe.